The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Friday. April 2nd edition. I am your host for this one, Santino Cacone, and I am joined by my good buddy, Will Harris. How you doing tonight, Will? What's going on, Santino? We're back again. I'm ready yeah. to dive into this, uh, you know, complete lineup with 10 games. Let's get it. Yeah, big 10 game slate, and we, you have a, a double dose of myself and Will for this week. Uh, we don't usually get that, but this is, you guys got are in for, a, I would say a treat, but I don't know. It might not be. It might not be a treat. I mean, they're lucky we're not charging them for this. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, we probably have to charge people to, or <laughs> they have to charge us to throw their content out. Uh, but, um, yeah, you, you said it. We have a 10-game slate, a big one, coming off that seven game. Uh, we're we, While we're recording this, we're late in, in the night, so we're almost done with the, the seven game. We're just about starting that last, uh, that late game. Everything else is almost done already. Uh, but we're going to jump into this. We have 13 of these teams are on one end of the back, a back-to-back. Nine of them are on the front end. Four of them are on the back end. Uh, with that said, we have a lot of injury reports, and we have a lot of spreads. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the 10 games have spreads. So uh, something to watch out for. <clears throat> and the first one, we'll jump right into it. Oh, right before we jump right into it, actually, I do want to shout out our guys over at my bookie, uh, the premier sports book around. If you didn't, if you weren't on there yet, uh, you missed out on the MLB opening day um, odds boost that they have. It was pretty much free money, and like they do that all the time when there's there's new sports up uh, or holidays. I know they did it for Christmas. Uh, they did it for Thanksgiving. They're doing it all over, but it was pretty fun. If you're not into baseball, uh, you don't really have to be to win some money there. But uh, if you want, <laughs> if you want to sign up, get halfway up. Uh, your my deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. Enter the promo code Hoopball while you're signing up. Uh, it's as easy as doing that. And now, man, let's get into this ten game slate before we waste any more time because this is a big one. Uh, the first game on the slate though is the Golden State Warriors at the Toronto Raptors. We do have a spread for this. It is uh, two twenty eight and a half is the total, and the Warriors are four and a half point home or road i'm sorry four and a half point road favorites uh, and the warriors are on the back end of a back-to-back so they are one of four teams including the the hornets the hawks and pelicans that are on the back end of a back-to-back um the injury report for the warriors we currently don't have anybody on there they are currently right at the end of the fourth quarter here and a tight one against the heat um but we'll get we don't have an injury report for them as of yet, but we do have one for the Raptors. Kyle Lowry is out. He's going to miss another seven days or so. Uh, Paul Watson, Patrick McCaw, Rodney Hood, Jalen Harris all out with him. Uh, let's start with, with the the Warrior side, man. And how are you feeling about this one? You know, they're, they're going to the Raptors who have just been bad lately. Uh, but can you play Steph? Can you play out the other, other guys at, at their price tags? Uh, definitely. At, whenever you can get Steph at under ten thousand, is definitely worth looking into. You know, his uh, main first game back from that injury, um, he had fifty, almost fifty-two DraftKings points. So I mean, obviously, 
he's back to form and he's trustworthy and under 10,000, like I said, you can, that's always a great price. Um, and it's only really three other players I'm looking at on the Warriors, you know, and they're not certainties. Um, is Andrew Wiggins at 7,500. Uh, he's been playing um, pretty well lately. Um, you know, uh, he, he'll score 20 points in the 20s. His last three games in real life points was in the 20s. So he's getting 30s and 40s in DraftKings points. So that's always usable. Uh, Draymond, always up and down. But at 6,700, it's just whether you're willing to take that risk. He's going to have a great game or just complete no-show. And then Kelly Oubre, I like at 6,500. He's been playing pretty well of late since he's been back from his injury. Uh, but other than that, I wouldn't look too deep into the Warriors. How about you? Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Wiggins dropping 20s. He, he dropped it again already with uh, with some time left in the fourth quarter on a really rock-solid line. Uh, so I think I like I'm, – I'm looking at Wiggins at 7-5. Has me a little bit hesitant, but he's been putting right. up – like you said, uh, even including this game and four, f- including this game, five of the last six games, he's put up uh, more than value here. So I, I think we can look to him in, in this one. Um, Draymond, like you mentioned, under 7K, rock, uh, pretty solid for me. I, I think Wiseman at 5-4 in this particular matchup makes some sense too since uh, they are very hesitant to play Boucher even with Lowry out the last one and and. And other people out, they're very hesitant to just throw them in the starting lineup. So uh, Wiseman will have a size advantage or a skill set advantage against uh, <clears throat> um, Baines if they start him. Uh, and then, yeah, I think Curry is one of the guys. He's never a, a, a bad option, uh, and this is a, a good spot for him. Assuming he plays, I mean, that's something that we're going to have to keep an eye out for. I know yeah. uh, he came back and he's been playing, but on the back end of a back-to-back Maybe they just uh, take it easy with them and that tailbone. You never know how it, it operates on, on two nights in a row. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you for the most part there. But how about on the, the, the Raptors, man? Uh, with no Lowry, we know Van Vliet shifts up. Um, and then we saw Gary Trent Jr., who probably going to play a little bit more minutes now that Rodney Hood's out. Uh, what, what are you looking at over here with their price tags? Well, Fred Van Fleet, you know, he's normally around this price tag of, you know, high 7,000s, low 8,000s. He's at 8,200 for this matchup. And, you know, his last game, he had 52 drafting points. And with Lowry out, he just fully has the keys to the car, I guess you could call it. <laughs> um, but he's been playing very well. That's the best you got. Uh, <laughs> that's the best I have. Uh, but I, I, I love Fred Van Fleet. I think that's a good price for him. And then you obviously can look at Siakam at 7,800. Um, that's debatable, though. His talent is worth 7,800, but his production has been pretty low of late. His last three games have not been what you're looking for, but the three before that were great. So it just depends. Um, you know, He's playing against a Warriors team with a pretty good defense, so that could be tough. Um, and then, obviously, you have OG Ananobi uh, at 6,800. He's been playing you know, better than Siakam uh, the last – probably six or seven games. So he is at 6,800. So if you're debating on using one of them, I would go with OG because they're going to get similar production. If not, OG's production will be even better, and he's $1,000 cheaper. And then, you know, obviously we all want to see Chris Boucher, Bobby Boucher, as Santino calls him, (laughs) uh, ball out of control. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Nick Nurse just hates him a little bit, so. Um, those are the four I'm looking at, but I, I doubt I would play Boucher. So it looks like you're thinking about playing Gary Trent. What do you think? 
Um, I'm not 100% sure. I, I like Van Vliet in that last game. He did go off, but it also came with nine stocks. Uh, as good of a stocks guy as he is, because he's averaging nearly a block and nearly two steals a game, getting nine again is kind of hard to uh, to give somebody. You know, That's uh, five steals, four blocks for, for a guard. Very tough, so I probably... I do like him more short than too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he's for some reason he's blocking nearly a uh, getting a nearly a shot uh, a block a game, which is awesome for for him. Um, one of the best blocking guards in the league. Uh, I do like him more than Siakam in this matchup, so I will pay that four hundred dollars extra. I just don't know how much uh, exposure I'll have to him just because he is now over eight k, and that and we have so many options out there uh, that we can choose from. I do like two of the guys you mentioned in. OG at 6'8". Um, a little pricey still, but he has been putting up value lately. I mean, maybe not the highest of upside outside of that OKC game, and this is not going to be OKC, um, the Warriors. But, I mean, he's averaging over 32 points in the last four games. Like, that's this low bar is almost 33 fantasy points. So uh, he's hitting value and exceeding it a little bit, even if it's not the greatest of upside. So I, I do like him in this one, and it's a pretty good matchup for him. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., and Chris Boucher would be the other guys I'm, I'm looking at. More so, Boosh, just because of the upside. Um, 5,200 is getting very low. At some point, they're going to probably want to play him, I would assume. But, uh, I mean, this guy's always in the doghouse, so it's he's not safe for cash at all for me. Uh, he would be a GPP guy, just seeing that uh, low ownership and maybe the potential for him to get 30 minutes. And if that happens good value i mean at only 5200 he's going to bring back value if he can find 32 minutes it's just a matter of can he find it um so take your chances in some gpps yep sounds good right man now let's jump on over to this next one the rockets at the celtics uh we do not have a spread for this one this is one of the the three games that we don't have a spread for and neither of these teams are on a back-to-back uh so we're just watching out for the injury news that is the Rockets. They're, they're a walking injury report, pretty much. Um, but what we do know right now is, as of this podcast, on the Celtic side, Tristan Thompson and Semi-Pro are out. Um, and for the Rockets, uh, Exum, Eric Gordon, Noaba, all out. John Wall is questionable. Uh, and that that's kind of big news, but we'll, we'll figure out who, who does what. And the Rockets always surprise us with people that, get inactive or questionable later in the day tomorrow. So we'll, we'll see exactly what happens. Um, we will start with the the Rockets, who are the away team. And I'll throw this one over to you, man. Uh, who are you looking at here, and um, what is your thought process on, on this game? Yeah, you're obviously looking at the Rockets. You know, they have a completely different team than they started with in the beginning of the season pretty much. But uh, the names that stand out are Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, for Christian Wood, seeing him, at 8400 you firsthand think that's a really good price. You know, I got to put him in my lineup. Uh, and you can, but he is playing against, you know, the Time Lord, Robert Williams. So that's going to be a tough matchup, I believe. Um, and lately, uh, the last four games, Christian Wood has not been this Christian Wood he was earlier in the year. You want to see better production from, from him. And so with the 10-game lineup, you don't have to force him in your lineup at 8400 Um but you got Kevin Porter Jr. I think that's a reasonable price at 6500 Uh He has been in a slump lately also, but someone's got to score for this team. So I think he has the upside 
Uh, if you want to look for someone that could get you 40 or 50 at a price in the 6,000s, he's your guy. It's not a guarantee. It's a risk. And like it is, you know, it's against Boston. Uh, so they, they're going to have a tough defense. Um, but, and then the other guy I'm looking at is <sighs> JC on tape. <laughs> you, you said that <laughs> I mean, very reluctantly. Yeah. I mean, you know, he burned me before. So, but you know, the Rockets don't have too many options now that they've traded big Ola Depot. Well, let him go. Yeah, they did. They basically let him go. But um, <laughs> fifty nine hundred for JC Ante. He has the potential to put up all around type of stats. Um, so he's the guy you can look at. But other than that, I don't really trust anyone on the Rockets right now. Because uh, if Wood was out, you can look at Olenek. But I doubt you can look at Olenek with Wood playing, even though it would be a revenge game. What do you think? I think you can't judge the Rockets till twenty thirty. I don't know what this. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. what they're saying. Don't judge them until uh, till the next decade, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking similar to what you're saying. Um, I would like Wood, but uh, 84. I think we have other options that we'll we'll find in this slate uh, that I'm probably not going to go there. Uh, same with Wall. Wall has real good upside, and he's been playing great when he plays. But he's also been playing. His minutes have been fluctuating. His shot has not been falling at all. So I'm kind of. Uh, I, I would only go to him in GPPs, and I'm probably not going to have much exposure. Even when his shot's not falling, he's putting up numbers, which is scary if his shot does fall. So he just makes my GPP type plays, but uh, kind of scared just because he's always on the injury report. And, and that, with that said, Kevin Porter Jr. I like him if John Wall misses. If John Wall plays. That means Wall's going to have the ball in his hands more and run the offense and take a lot of Porter's uh, assist numbers and, and facilitating duties. While Porter still will have some, just I'd rather go in another direction at that price. And I'm uh, so I'm with you on most of it, but I am I do like some Kelly O at five four. I I don't mind that price tag um, going against his old team, his old old team now i guess we can call it yeah. and he's still playing pretty good minutes as long as this game stays close he'll probably play 25 30 minutes uh and even in the last one or when he played with christian wood he's still putting up value uh pretty much value on par uh, with with the upside so they're playing him they need him uh, they don't have much talent in the front court or around there so i think they they're just going to throw him out there and and see what he can do and against his old team i i'll take some shots there <clears throat> yeah, that's a good call. And yeah, I, I mean, I just took it as I just assumed John Wall is going to be out because he's been out so much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if if he does play, that does hurt uh, KPJ. But yeah, keep an eye out on John Wall. Yeah, he probably does play, but it's just <laughs> you never know with 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 him. Honestly, it's it's rough. Um, he's one of those guys that we'll get. We we've been seeing him all all year. Uh, like Paul George, we're talking about it right now. All of a sudden, he was. He was ruled out a couple hours before the game. They jumped him up to questionable, and then he's playing. It's just this this injury report report this year is just insane. Yeah, um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> uh, but we'll jump on over to Boston, man. And knowing that they're going going against the Rockets, there's no spread, but we can assume Boston at home against this Rockets squad is probably eight at, at minimum eight points spread. Um, but where, where are you looking at over here? Uh, for Boston, obviously, you look at the big three uh, with Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, and Kimball Walker. Uh, Jason Tatum's price has been creeping up a little bit. Um, and it's always, 
I'm never as confident to play him when all three are in the lineup. Like if Jalen Brown was out or Kimball was out, I feel more comfortable. But uh, his last, you know, five games, he's been playing really well. So he is, you know, a player you can use. But I mean, he's priced really high for who he is. Um, so because normally uh, in the past, Jalen Brown was putting up similar numbers to him, but he has, you know, elevated his production of lately. Um, and you have Jalen Brown at 7,900. You know, he's been playing fairly well, like I said. Um, not great, but you don't have to force him in your lineup with 10 games like we talked about earlier. Uh, Kimball Walker at 6,900, he has been playing great lately. He's been uh, getting points in the 20s uh, and five and six assists a game. Uh, he, it seems like he's uh, rolling into form, getting ready for the playoffs. Um, looking pretty good out there. And they're still taking it easy on him, resting him on back-to-back. So when he does play, he's fresh. So that's good. Did they play tonight? Did they play on uh, – uh, No, they, uh, they're not, they're, both these teams are two of the, the few teams that aren't playing on any type of back-to-back. All right, right. So whenever Kimba is, you know, fresh, he's uh, definitely worth it, especially if he's under 7,000. So that's a great call. And then obviously you have to look at the time, Lord Robert Williams. <laughs> He said uh, it. You called your own <laughs> call. Great call. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my guy. You know, I have him in one of my lineups, and I was about to use him. Uh, I believe it was Wednesday. And then last minute, he's out because he's sick. I'm like, come on, man. At least he's not hurt. So I'm glad he's back for this game, and he should be healthy and well-rested. And at 6,700, you know, he can easily get you 40 DraftKings points. And another guy to look at you probably hadn't looked at that much this year because he's been hurt most of the year is Marcus Smart. His last game, he had 41 DraftKings points. So he's somebody you can look at. But with 10 teams, I don't know if you want to look that deep into the Celtics lineup. Yeah, and it's this one's a tough one for me on this side of the ball uh, because there is that blowout potential against Houston, especially at home. There is the chance that maybe they just rest hey, somebody. Hey, hey. Houston almost beat the Nets the other night, though. Yeah, almost doesn't count. And, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I do. I, I think Tatum is more in play than Brown for me. I'd rather just try and spend up if I have that money. Uh, Tatum's just a lot safer. And like you said, when they're all playing, um, Brown takes not a backseat, but his numbers take a backseat a little bit. They're not as popping off. They don't pop off the page as much uh, as if a Tatum or a Walker miss the game so I'm, I'm looking at tatum here i know he's expensive so uh more gpp type play especially if you think this game gets out of hand a little bit and then outside of that it's kind of it's a little tough for me um i don't want to spend near 7k for some of these other guys i don't want to play fournier um and I, not. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what i want to do because of of the scenario or the possibility that this game does get out of hand, and, and they go more towards like Mo Wagner or Luke Cornett, Peyton Pichard, uh, and they play more of these guys. Um, with that said, I don't mind looking at those centers, uh, especially Cornett, who's been playing pretty well lately, and if it does get out of hand, they're just going to play him and, and let him look ugly shooting the ball, but he's been playing decent, so I don't mind him as a, a flyer there at near minimum value. And uh, of the other guys... Marcus Smart to me just seems like this is the type of environment in a game uh, with a, against a team that likes to that can turn the ball over a lot 
plays fast, a lot of young guys where he can just rack up steals and, and do a lot of uh, the things that he does really well. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at him at 6K and maybe some, some Luke Cornett outside of Tatum. Um, outside of that, it's, it's for me, it's at this, at this juncture, it's kind of hard for me to put a lot of trust in Boston, uh, especially if John Wall sits and they just start rolling over him. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't look so deep into the lineup uh, tonight. So maybe, maybe on a three or four game night, you can go that deep. Yeah, yeah. and uh, this next one that we have is this one starts at uh, second game that starts at seven thirty p.m. And the last one it is the Mavericks at the Knicks. We do have a spread for this two fourteen and a half over under, which is easily the lowest spread of the seven that we have. Uh, and the Mavs are five and a half point home favorites on the. Uh, both of these teams are on the front end of a back-to-back. Uh, on the injury report, we have Willie Cauley-Stein, J.J. Redick, and Tyrell Terry all out for the Mavs. And on the Knicks, we have Mitch Robinson out, and both R.J. Barrett and Derrick Rose as questionable. So we're going to have to keep an eye on both of those as they are big news. Uh, we'll start with the Mavs side, and um, I'll pass the. I'll, I'll start. I'll take over at the eight o'clock. I'll throw you one more in the in the seven thirty. Um, I'll throw you first. Uh, how are you feeling about Luca at ten seven being the second highest guy on the slate uh, in this matchup? And how do you like the the rest of the teammates knowing that most of this team is healthy? Well, Luca is Luca, you know, but I think that's I think he is priced a little too high. But uh, he always has that potential to go off. But uh, like you know, New York is the number three defense in the league, so uh, his last. Three or four games, he's gotten 53, 43, 29, 53 uh, drafting points. That you want higher than that. Like when you're paying 10,700, you're normally playing for the Joker and he's getting 70 points or something. So, you know, it's, it's, I probably wouldn't put him in my lineup if I didn't have to, even though he is looking probably one of the best players playing tonight. Uh, that's tough for me. And then the only other guy I'm looking at is Christos Porzingis. At eight thousand, I think that's a great price for him. Uh, he's been putting up better numbers than Luca lately, so I mean that's almost three thousand dollars cheaper. And uh, you know, you, and it's not off a of back to back, so he's playing. He's going to be fresh. He'll probably sit the next game, but uh, he can easily, uh, you know, put put up twenty and ten. You know, even though it's against the Knicks, I think he won't have a problem. I think the other guards might have a problem, but Luca has been. I mean, Kristaps has been great lately, and it's a revenge game. So, you know, but I'm not looking at anyone else on this Mavericks team. Are you? Yeah, I'm probably not going to have as much Luca. Uh, like I say, I always say it. I don't like playing against the Knicks, um, and I'll repeat it. They are the slowest team in the league, and they are the third-ranked defense in the league according to defensive rating. Uh, not no, according guy. to me, I just said that, <laughs> <laughs> and, and according to Will, Will has them there. Uh, that, that's Will stats, um, but <laughs> those two combinations aren't the greatest team to target. And at his price tag, obviously he can always go off. Uh, but I'd rather use that money to uh, other guys in in more favorable matchups. Uh, even if Rose and Barrett don't play, Rose isn't the greatest defender anyway. Uh, and Thibodeau's system can just churn out other guards that play pretty solid defense. <clears throat> so I'm probably I, I'm going to lean away from Luca. At that price tag, I know Porzingis is making his return to, or he's already had that, but uh, revenge game towards New York. So I don't hate that. I'm probably just not going to go there. 
Um, but he is definitely in my player pool at 8K. Um, even if it's a tough matchup, uh, anytime a guy like of his caliber gets traded from a team, they want to make a statement every time they go back there. And this is in New York. Uh, so that gives me more reason to want to play him a little bit there. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. was also in that trade, uh, but I'm probably not going to go there. I don't mind Kleba or Finney Smith. Uh, Kleba's ability to stretch the floor is good when he's going against a guy like Nerlens Noel, who's more of a uh, rim protector. So I don't mind either of those guys either out there. But I'm probably just not going to have much exposure to this side of the ball anyway. And then just float over onto the Knicks side, man. And <laughs> how you feeling about uh, the Knicks over here? Right. You know, obviously we have Julius Randle at 9,600. And he's been playing pretty great lately. But once again, his numbers are similar to Porzingis. So he's 1,600 cheaper. Um, so, if you know, that's up to you. If you want to put him in or you can put Porzingis in. But if you have the extra money, you can play Randall. But Porzingis putting up similar numbers. And then uh, with the news that R.J. Barrett is questionable, if he doesn't play, that helps me look at Burks uh, at 5,800 or Reggie Bullock at 4,300. Um, and those are guys that I probably wouldn't consider if uh, R.J. Barrett was playing. Uh, so keep an eye out on that. And then you have Alfred Payton at 4,400. You know he's going to get the minutes. Uh, his, last, his last game he got 31 DraftKings points. And so at 4,400, that's if you can get in that range, that's worth it. Um, but obviously you don't have to force it. But those are pretty much the only four I'm looking at for the Knicks. Unfortunately, you know, Mitchell Robinson broke his hand. And they're splitting uh, minutes at the center position, so you can't really use either of them, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and uh, this is also a, a return back to your former team for Nerlens Noel, who this team tried to sign him to a massive contract, and his agent did not take it. Ever since then, he can't find anything more than a few million a year. I know that's that's a lot, guys, for, for us <laughs> normal people. Uh, but in the NBA, he can barely find anything and they're always one-year contracts so um, maybe he brings a little extra in this matchup but i'm pretty much with you man Uh, i'm probably not going to have much randall that's high price tag and there's other options that i like better on this slate Uh, if rj barrett and derrick rose don't play then we can look at the backcourt um quickly and payton get boosts if rose doesn't play barrett doesn't play burks and bullock get boosts uh but if they do play, I'm probably not going to have much exposure to this side of the ball either, if, assuming that Rose or Barrett or both play. I'm probably just going to leave most of it alone. If one of them misses, I'll look at their, their backups. Um, and that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm pretty much with you here on this side of the ball. I think we're almost in agreement, or, or we are in agreement, <laughs> and maybe I just don't want to admit it. <laughs> right, right. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> a little weird, a little weird. Uh, but we'll jump on over to this next game, uh, one of two games that start at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is Will's Charlotte Hornets, or Bobcats, yeah. I'm sorry, um, at, wow. the, <laughs> at the Indiana Pacers. We have a 224.5 spread, um, and the Pacers are favored by four points at home. I was going to start first here, but now that it's, it is your team, it's your hometown team, so you know what, I'll throw it over to you. 
Who are you liking on the Bobcats? We know. Oh, I forgot to throw out the the injury report here. Um, you don't there's quit nothing, saying Bobcats. <laughs> the the Bobcats don't have anybody on the injury report. They are on the back end of a back to back, but we do know that Lamella Ball's not going to play in this one. Malik Monk made his return, and that's something we'll have to monitor. And if anybody else uh, winds up being nicked up tomorrow, we'll have to monitor that again also. Uh, but on the Pacer side, we have Sabonis and Jeremy Lamb as questionable, and TJ Warren is out for the year. Uh, but throw it over to you now, now that we are on that. Uh, who are you liking on the Bobcat side of the ball? <laughs> I think uh, I'm, be- I'm beating the, the Bobcats to death now, aren't I? Wait till we get to the Lakers. <laughs> uh, they're coming up. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, with LaMelo Ball, you obviously can look at Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham. Both of their production normally ramps up uh, with him out. Uh, Rozier's at 8,100. Uh, most of his last games have been amazing. Uh, the game on April 1st, he only had 22 drafting points, but he should bounce back uh, in this game versus Indianapolis. Indiana. I don't know why I said Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, Devontae Graham, same thing. You know, without LaMelo, he's been playing great stuff for this last game, but I think he'll bounce back as well. Uh, you have to look out for Malik Monk because he's priced well at 4700 But uh, him coming back from that injury, I don't know if he'll play a back-to-back um, mm-hmm. in this. So I don't know if he'll play in this game or not. We'll have to wait and see. And then Gordon Hayward is at 7900 uh, And so with uh, LaMelo out also, that's just gives him more opportunities as well. Um, so it's all kind of guys that are like usable, but none of them you're like screaming and excited to use. So, but we have four guys that you could throw in your lineups if you have the price for them. So what do you think about my team? I miss yeah, Mello. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm with you without Mello. It's not as fast. It's not as fun uh, of a, of a team. And I'm looking at a couple guys and it depends. Um, P.J. Washington, if Sabonis doesn't play, it's better for him because he doesn't have the big body of Sabonis who just rips down rebounds. And maybe it's a little less because Sabonis' lateral quickness on the perimeter, uh, where P.J. Washington likes to be a lot on offense, um, isn't the greatest. But um, I probably would lean more towards him if Sabonis doesn't play after all said and done. I think Hayward coming back to Indiana is something that I want to believe in, but at nearly <laughs> eight, 8K, I'm not sure if I just want to go there. It's it's just a this this game is is a little weird for for me. I, I do like Graham under 7K. I know he didn't have a a great one um, tonight. Also, I, just 13 and five in 29 minutes, 21 minutes. Uh, but this they got blown out by the the Nets just early. It was 32 to 11 after the first quarter. Um, I'm just throwing this game that just happened in the trash because, I mean, you can't really take much from it. And I would, wouldn't mind Malik Monk either, but like you said, he just came back from an injury. I don't know if he's going to be playing both ends of the back-to-back. Maybe they take it easy with him, so it's definitely something we got to keep our eye out for. Um, Terry Rozier, I like him. I just never want to pay that much unless the matchup is awesome. So I'm probably not going to have much here. I do like Graham, a little bit of PJ Washington and Monk if he plays. Um, but I'm going to keep my eye out on, on the injury report on both sides because it kind of changes things a little bit for me. <clears throat> but uh, what about on in Indiana? I kind of alluded it, to it. Sabonis is questionable. Jeremy Lamb, to a lesser degree, is questionable. Um, where are you looking here? And, and 
what do you do if Sabonis doesn't play or plays? Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I've heard reports that the team expects him to play, so that's good. Um, but, yeah, uh, at 9,300, I don't think I would put him in the lineup uh, just because it, you're unsure about it. So I would I would hold out on this one night and uh, wait till the next time he goes out there. Uh, and with him out, I think uh, Levert's production should go up. Uh, and obviously uh, Malcolm Brogdon's production should go up also. The, they should carry more of an offensive load. Um, and that's whether he plays or is limited either way. Um, and then you can look at Miles Turner. Obviously, he won't have to battle with uh, Sabonis for rebounds. He should get all the rebounds and blocks he wants, and he's at 6,000. Uh, if you want to dive a little deeper, you can look at TJ McConnell. Uh, he's been pretty consistent in the mid-20s. Uh, so if you want to just play it safe, you could do that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's mainly Sabonis, uh, Karis LeVert, Malcolm Brogdon, and Miles Turner, if Sabonis is limited. Otherwise, I wouldn't play Miles Turner. So what do you think about the Pacers? And I did forget to mention that the Pacers are on the front end of a back-to-back. I'm uh, going to be mentioning that a lot. There's only four more teams right, that right, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, on, I was thinking on they're on the back. Them. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not – Sabonis front end of back to back coming in questionable. Uh, don't he usually plays when, when they even when he comes in questionable in the the few times that it's happened. They're playing thirty something minutes, but uh, I think I'd rather spend my money elsewhere. Uh, this is a good matchup, and it's also a good matchup for Miles Turner at six K, another center that I like in that uh, lower mid tier price. Um, this is a very good matchup. There's not a paint presence really on. The Bobcats or Hornets, I'll, I'll stop calling them it now. <laughs> There's not a paint present really on the Hornets. Uh, Zeller, not much. Biombo, not much. And then P.J. Washington's not really a center. Uh, so I like him there. This is a big pace-up matchup for this team, so uh, something to keep an eye out for. Don't mind T.J. McConnell under 5K. I think that's pretty solid for him. Uh, still a decent role. Probably won't pay up for Levert. Probably won't pay up for Brockton. Uh, but don't hate going to Brogdon if I had to choose them. I, I like him a little bit more. Um, and then I would look, if Jeremy Lamb doesn't play, uh, I would look towards uh, Justin Holiday to get an extra few minutes. And at 4,100 with the pace-up spot, I think that's pretty solid too. Um, and that's pretty much where I'm looking at, more in that Miles Turner to Justin Holiday range in, in, with those three guys from 6 to 4.1. <clears throat> sounds good sounds good i believe in brogdon i think he would have a, a big game though so we'll see yeah i think i i, I kind of like him too but uh probably not going to have much exposure i do like him a lot more than levert at, yeah, at yeah pretty much similar price tags <clears throat> uh, but let's jump on over to this this next one man we have the wolves at the grizzlies uh we have a spread a 232 spread out of the seven that we have this is our highest spread and this is the oh, oh no i'm sorry this is our second highest spread. Uh, the other one's so much higher that it, it drew me off for a second. Uh, but the Grizzlies are seven and a half point home favorites. Uh, we have the Wolves are on the front end of a back to back. Grizzlies are one of the few that are not on any on either side of a back to back. On the injury report, we have Grayson Allen as questionable. He left a couple games ago with hip soreness. Uh, we have Justice Winslow as out. He has thigh soreness, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is pretty much never going to play. They finally revealed it to us, <laughs> but now um, Josh Okogie 
is questionable health and safety protocols, and D'Angelo Russell is out again for the Wolves. Uh, let, I'll, I'll jump into this one. Um, last game at 8 p.m., we have the, the Wolves here. And you have Towns. Now he's fine. He's back over that, that 10K mark at 10.1. And I don't hate him. I think that I would probably, I'd rather go to him over Luca for seven, $600 cheaper. But with that said, <clears throat> if you're keeping ta- uh, tabs, uh, I mentioned, I know myself, Will, we mentioned a, quite a few center options that are a lot cheaper. And that will probably make me not have much exposure to Towns, though I don't mind going there. Uh, I think I think this is a, a good matchup for him. J-Val eats, but he also lets people uh, get numbers on him as well. And Towns is the engine on this team, and he's starting to uh, come alive lately. Took him a little bit to get his win back uh, but and get used to this new coaching staff that all just happened at once, but he's starting to play better. Outside of him... Um, Everybody's kind of priced appropriately. This is a high-paced game. Uh, we're seeing Malik Beasley come back after 12-game layoff. He's starting to get his legs under him. I still don't want to pay that yet. Uh, Ant Edwards is almost is over 7K. You mentioned Brogdon. Uh, I think they're pretty close. I don't know if I really want to go there right now, but I don't. He, I mean, he's putting up value, so I don't hate people that are going there. I probably won't be too much of it. Uh, Ricky Rubio is in a solid matchup, but he's also not the greatest. <laughs> he's very hit or miss. Um, I want to play a lot of these Wolves. I just don't know if I will have much exposure to them. Uh, Jaden McDaniels has been playing really well lately. He might be the guy that I, I get extra exposure to comparatively him um, or maybe in Rubio in, in certain circumstances. But uh, how are you feeling about this squad? Uh, yeah, um, like you said about Carl Anthony Towns, ten thousand one hundred. Uh, I think his production is very safe. Um, you, you're paying up, but if you have that uh, amount of money left in your lineup, definitely get him in there. He'll he'll be worth it. Uh, like you said, I de- think he'll definitely be worth it over Luca. Um, and then the Ant Man, Anthony Edwards at seventy one hundred. <laughs> uh, who's like the, who's the Wasp? If he's the Ant Man, right? We, they still need to find the Wasp. And a couple more <laughs> uh, guys on the. Timberwolves, but we'll see. Uh, he's the price of the same amount as Karis LeVert, exactly seventy one hundred, and his production has been ten times better than Karis LeVert late, lately. Um, that's unfair to Karis LeVert, though. He's just coming back. But for DFS wise, uh, Anthony Edwards not looking too bad on that front. And yeah, like you just named at the end, Jaden McDaniels. I think he's well worth it. He's my player of the night uh, for that price range uh, at forty nine hundred. Ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little spoiler alert for the end of the show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, his last four games, he's pretty much been getting – last five games over basically 30 minutes and up. And and before that, it seemed like the team was trying to decide whether it's McDaniels or Vanderbilt, and they have clearly made that decision that McDaniels is going to be the four. And I don't think he's priced, uh, you know, to that max that he should be yet. Uh, like, like in two weeks, he'll probably be at 7,000. So while you can get him at forty nine hundred, I think he's worth the, well worth the play um, against Memphis. All right, man, I like it. And then we'll jump on over to the Grizzly side of the ball, and they are also in a very good spot. I mean, two thirty two means that they Vegas expects this game to go and score. And uh, you're looking at the Wolves, and you can score on the Wolves. And I'm looking at J Val Ja. Uh, these guys are in 
good matchups. I'll lean towards Jaw and go with the upside. Um, I am looking at the guy like Rubio, uh, Beasley, Noel, McLaughlin. I don't think anybody, uh, any one of them can really pose a threat. Um, I do think Jay Val has been playing awesome, but he there is the potential for Towns to get him into foul trouble. I don't really foresee that, but that little bit of hesitation makes me go uh, Jaw. And I think they're both in good spots, but I'll, I'll go with Jaw, especially since I mentioned so many centers that I like uh, that are cheaper also. So that's where I'll, I'll lean towards there. But uh, depending on if Grayson Allen plays, we do have some people that we can look at on, on the wings. Uh, we, we, we don't have um, Justice Winslow in this one taking minutes. So it's going to go to Bain. It's going to go to Melton. Uh, maybe Melton. I shouldn't even say it's going to go to Melton. We don't know if it's going to go to Melton. But for 4,300 and 4,100, they're worth taking shots on. And we know Melton's fantasy game is a comes with a lot higher of the upside. So that's where I will go in GPPs. Bain makes sense if you just want to be safe and know he's going to play 30-something minutes. Um, but both of them should bring back value, to I believe, in this one at, at their relatively uh, low price tags at 4-3 and 4-1. <clears throat> and those are the guys I, I really like. I, I think you can possibly, ugh, every time I say it, uh, look at Dylan Brooks <clears throat> because he just likes to shoot. Um, him and Kyle Anderson and Brandon Clark, I mean, all these guys are so – I think there's a lot of value in that in that that range right there, uh, but I think Brooks comes with the most shot attempts because that's just what he does. And if Grayson Allen again doesn't play, he stays on the floor a little bit longer, um, and that's probably the other guy that I'd be looking at on this this squad. And and if they come back with injuries because they are um, or people just miss games because that's what they do sometimes on the Grizzlies, uh, then it'll all change things up, and I I can go from there. Yeah, I agree. You pretty much covered it pretty well. Um, I was debating about Dylan Brooks. Uh, he will have the opportunity. Uh, you just never feel great about putting him in your lineup. But <laughs> right. at 5,500, he should produce. Uh, you know, Kyle Anderson is a risk, in my opinion. His last game, he had 40 DraftKings points. But a lot of the games before that, he's kind of been in a slump. So would you bank on he could repeat that performance or not? I don't know. Um, that's risky. But um, another guy I'm looking at is Brandon Clark. Uh, you briefly mentioned him at 4,800. Um, his drafting production is pretty consistent. And at that low of a price point, I think he's worth putting in your lineup and you can build uh, with uh, more expensive players uh, in other positions. So I think you definitely should give Brandon Clark a, uh, you know, an eye. Uh, uh, he didn't play the last game, so he's extra rested, even though he's like super young, but I, I think he'll be worth it. He's he's just playing against Jaden McDaniel, so I don't think that's going to be anything too crazy for him. Alright, I like it, man. And then now we'll jump on over to the games that start at 9. We have two games at 9 and three at 10. So we got to uh, speed it up, man. We're a lot of late on. ones. Yeah, we're going <laughs> we're gonna, to we're gonna run real quick on these ones. Uh, we're at about the 40-minute mark, so we're going we're gonna to start speeding it up here. Uh, for you guys, the next game is the Chicago Bulls at the Utah Jazz at 9 p.m. Um, <clears throat> the Jazz are on the front end of a back-to-back. On the, we do not have a spread for this one, and the injury report is nothing for the Jazz. Uh, and the Bulls have Garrett Temple out, Kobe White, and Zach Levine as questionable, which are big. I'll jump right into it. Um, 
probably not going to have much uh, Bulls exposure. They're the away team. That's who we're going to go with. Uh, Zach Levine might not play. Kobe White might not play. They didn't play in the last one. That does help out Sadoransky. We saw Dad Young start at small forward, his original position when he for a while in the NBA. Uh, Pat Williams at the two, which doesn't seem right. Um, hmm. This is a great Jazz team. This is an awesome defense. They stole the pace down. Uh, if there's no Zach Levine, this game might get out of hand, and I really don't want too much exposure. Uh, I don't know how many minutes these guys are going to play. Maybe if you think it gets too out of hand, Daniel Tice gets extra minutes. You can look that way, but probably just going to lay off the jet, uh, the Bulls here. Uh, how about you? Yeah, it's it's pretty cut and dry with the Bulls. Vucevic is at 9,000. I think you could risk that and put him in the lineup because we know his, his ceiling. Um and I, I, I'm looking at Sadoransky also at 4,800. He possibly could throw in Pat Williams at 4,400, but that's about it for the Bulls for me. All right, that was a quick one. And then now we'll jump on over to the Jazz. Uh, we know that Donovan Mitchell list, missed the last one, and there is nothing. The, the Jazz don't have an injury report as of right now. Um, they didn't submit one. So that's something that's interesting. We'll see if Mitch plays in this one. He missed the last one after the weird incident with uh, hitting the birds and they had the engine got failed uh so maybe he takes another game off that changes things obviously if he doesn't play uh, mike conley gets a boost jordan clarkson gets a boost ingles gets a boost everyone else bogdo gets a boost um that's big news that we probably won't have earlier in the day because this is a late one uh, but i think this game can get out of hand very quickly so i don't think that they're going to overextend some of these guys this is probably just a game in general that I'm going to not have much exposure to. More GPP-type guys. If you want to take a GPP flyer, uh, maybe Mike Conley, maybe uh, Bogdanovich. Uh, but I think I'm I'm going to leave this one alone, this this game. How yeah, so they said, they said Mitchell was out because of that. Was that the reason? Uh, he, he missed because of a personal issue, and I guess he – what I saw today was that he uh, decided he just didn't – didn't want to play at the moment uh, because of, of that. He said, oh, he's going to take the day off or something. Uh, so I don't think it will be, he, if he wants to play this one, he's in, but we'll, we'll have to figure that out or see. Right. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I just, yeah. You know, Utah has three all-stars this year. Those are the only three I'm looking at. Donovan Mitchell, 8,800. If he plays Rudy, a go bear at 7,900 and Mike Conley at 6,600. Everyone else is very questionable for me. So, if you can fit them in your lineup, you can. None of them are like guaranteed lock uh, incredible plays, though, but they're all usable. All right, I like it. <clears throat> that's quick and easy. Now we'll jump on to the next game, uh, the second game that starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Atlanta Hawks at the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, both the Hawks and Pelicans are the last two teams on the back end of a back-to-back, so we will have to keep an eye out for the injury report, which is none as of right now. Uh, I do know, I can tell you that Zion, Ingram, Lonzo did not play uh, on this on Thursday, and John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Radish, Chris Dunn did not play on Thursday. You can definitely count out John Collins. You can count out Cam Reddish, probably Chris Dunn. Hunter, I believe they said, is going to miss another two. So you can count those guys out. The guys on New Orleans is something that we'll have to keep an eye out for. There is no spread for this one, and we will get right into it. Uh, for me on the Hawks side, Capella makes a lot of sense at 8-1. mentioned a lot of centers. Uh, I mentioned even J-Val, I'd rather have Capella over J-Val. 
uh, with no Collins and against this New Orleans team, it just makes sense. It depends. If Zion doesn't play, it just opens up a lot of uh, real estate down low as well. And Capella is just the big guy. So I like him here. I like Trey Young at 9 4. He's, he's, is one guy that I, I will spend up for. Uh, fast paced matchup. May, may or may not have Lonzo, Zion, Ingram. We don't know. If none of them play, then I'll probably have a little bit less ownership just because this game could get out of hand, but I do like him. I um, think Gallo makes sense as well at, at 5,500. Uh, and it is interesting to note that uh, as of right now, there's about five seconds left in a one-point game. The Hawks are up on the Spurs. So this game could go to overtime, and these guys might be a little bit tired. So we'll keep an eye out for that. But um, Bogdanovich has been playing great as well too. So I, I think those the top four guys are, are guys that I'd be looking at. Uh, yeah, it's going to interest me with Capella. You know, just looking at his stats, I don't see when the last time he played a back-to-back. I don't know if that's been a coincidence or not. Um, so hopefully he plays, but uh, you do, you'll have to keep an eye out on that. But obviously Trey, 9,400, great play. He can always go off for 50-plus DraftKings points. Um, and it's unfortunate that John Collins is out, but that gives uh, Gallinari – uh, more potential, you know, he's going to fill in that role at 5,500 so he can go off. I don't trust Bogdanovich, but his last game was incredible. So, I, no, I couldn't play Bogdanovich. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I might just squeeze Gallo in there, but not Bogdanovich. All right, I like it. And then we'll go to the, the Pelican side of the ball. And it's very hard to give an accurate breakdown on this team just because yeah. their best three players are questionable. They did not play on Thursday, and they're every bit questionable uh, for this one. Um, Zion, we had that thumb injury. Uh, they said he probably won't miss too much time, but he might just miss both these games. So we'll keep an eye out for that. That that would be big. Ingram, I would if one of these three guys did play, I'd probably think Ingram would play. Would would be the one that does play. Alonzo, I don't. There's not much update on him. Um, so I'm going to under the assumption that he's not going to play it. And that event, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, we can go back to again at all, at 6,200. His price tag keeps rising, but his stats keep rising as well on a, in a matchup against Trey Young. It's just he's going to bring back value if, without Alonzo. Uh, and especially if one of the, one or both the other guys miss, he becomes the clear-cut number one option. So um, I think we can look at him. As much as it pains me to say, Eric Bledsoe at fifty three hundred. If all those guys miss, I, I know, I, I know, I'm right with you. But if every all of them are missing, I mean, uh, he becomes the, do it. <laughs> yes, he becomes the number two option just out of necessity. Kyra Lewis Jr. If um, Lonzo or if one of the other guys miss too, that's extra minutes for him at thirty seven hundred. Uh, we can go right to him. He's been playing well lately too, and those are probably the three guys that I like the most. Uh, if Ingram and Zion do play, I'll have some interest because there's no John Collins. I know Capella is going to be a block in the rim there, uh, but Ingram and, and Zion can can be pretty solid. I, I would lean toward Ingram and take that discount, uh, but I'm, I'm unsure if any of those three guys play. How about you, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm really only looking at two guys. I'm assuming Zion, uh, Brandon Ingram, and Ball are out. So I'm only looking at Nikhil Ala- Nikhil. Alexander Walker at 6,200. Uh, he's been very consistent in his last five games. And uh, with everyone out, he's only 
you know, prime to do the same thing again. And then Kara Lewis at 3,700, he's so cheap. He's worth the risk. And he's gotten some uh, production with everyone now. And it, it can only get better with more people out. So, and, um, you know, he was their lottery pick this year. So I think they're going to want to see him, you know, see what he can do. So he should be getting all the minutes he can handle with everyone now. But once again, yeah, if one of those big three play, obviously they're in play as long as they're not going to be limited. So you're going to have to keep an eye out on them injury report before tip off all right i like it uh, and then we'll jump on over to the three games that start at 10 p.m and we're gonna we're, we're gonna run through these quick as well uh we have milwaukee at portland and we do have a spread for this one it is the highest of the night at 239 for the total and the bucks are five point road favorites on the injury report we have bobby portis jeff teague questionable pj tucker out blazers Zach Collins, Nasir Little, both out. Uh, I'll start with the the Buck side on this one, and Giannis is the Super Saiyan tier that I do want to pay up for. Uh, of the four, three guys that are over 10k, and even Lillard, you can add him in here. Um, probably Curry too. All the nine six and and Randall, but everybody over nine five. Uh, Giannis is the one guy that I, I feel the most comfortable with. Uh, obviously, he's the most expensive, and that is a big deal, but I do feel a lot comfortable with him, even if his last four games have been very underwhelming uh, for fantasy point purposes. Um, this is just a very good matchup for him. Fast paced matchup, not a great defense and he could certainly take advantage. And I believe he will in this one outside of them, drew holiday in a fantastic spot. Anytime someone's going against Dame, you, you know, you get a, a solid uh, advantage. He's going to be putting a lot of energy on the defensive end, guarding him, but I think at 7-5, he's definitely in play for me. Um, Middleton's not bad either, but I just would rather go with spend up or spend down uh, on the two guys that are, are there. Uh, that's probably the most I'm looking at. You know that whenever these big three play, that they're getting the majority of the usage. Uh, and if Bobby Portis plays, he's missed so much time, I expect he needs time to get his legs underneath him. I missed about a little over a week, so I'm just sticking with Holiday and, and Giannis on this side. I completely agree. I was going to mention, you know, Holiday. He had probably his best game of the year last game uh, with 56 DraftKings points, 28 actual NBA points. So his last two games look like he's ramping up and he's getting ready for the playoffs. So at uh, 7,500, that's a good price. And like you said, with Bobby Ford is questionable and ramping up. If you want to dive really deep, uh, you can look at the Nassas Antetokounmpo, Giannis's brother. Um, two games ago, three games ago, he had 49 DraftKings points. Now, everyone sat out, but, you know, he's just showing that he's going to fill in with some minutes. Um, that's a really, really deep dive, though, so just keep an eye out on him. But I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in your lineup or anything, but just keep an eye out on him because he's getting some later. Solid. I like it. Um, yeah. And on the, the Blazer side of the ball, mentioned Lillard. I, I'm going to go in other directions. I think Drew Holiday is one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And as good as sure. Dame is um, – I don't want to spend near 10k. I think I'd rather just go to. A, there are a couple other guys that around that territory that I'd I'd rather go to. Um, outside of him, I'm looking, and everybody's kind of priced accordingly. Uh, I do like me some some Nurkic at five four though. I think he's one guy that is not priced accordingly. I know he hasn't played that many minutes yet. He's still uh, <clears throat> in a, a minutes limit, but. At some point, it might it might get higher, and I think today, 
might be the, the this will be his fourth game back. So I think this is uh, maybe they jump it up to 25 minutes. I know the last one he was around 20 minutes. He played 21. I think it's about time where it gets to 24, 25 minutes, and that's enough for him to to bring back value here. But we do have other options at that spot. Um, outside of that, I I'm looking at like a a CJ McCollum at eight. Point two. I think he's in a favorable spot. The upside might not be great, but I think he's going to bring back value. And I don't. I like him for that seventeen hundred dollar discount that you get with Lillard. Uh, Robert Covington's been playing awesome lately, um, but he's going to be spending a lot of time on Giannis. So I don't know if I want to go there. I'd probably rather just go to Norm Powell because you can beat the the um, the Bucks on the three point line. And I think he's going to find himself getting a lot more threes than he's been taking the last couple games. Um, and that's pretty much where I'm looking at on the, the Blazers side of the ball. But I do want exposure on the Blazers because I will have exposure on the Bucks. Uh, how about you, man? Yeah, I think uh, you pretty much nailed it. Um, and if you do want to play Damian Lillard, but you don't feel comfortable paying that much for him, if you look at CJ McCollum at 8,200, he's been putting up pretty much identical stats, if not a little better than Dame, since he's came back and been ramping up from his injury. So that's 1,700 uh, price savings right there. For pretty much the same player, like you mentioned, um, and yeah, Rocco, like you said, at Robert Covington, sixty-one hundred, his production has been great. Um, I think he still should—he's uh, not going to get the points that you want him to see, but he's going to have the all-around production. So I think he'll still be safe. And Norman Powell, as long as he's hitting the shots, he'll be good. Uh, I think Milwaukee, Milwaukee will provide a tough matchup for him, but uh, that can go either way. He's not priced too high, so you could throw him in your lineup, but. Just those four for Portland for me. Unfortunately, you can't use Carmelo or Derrick Jones Jr. anymore. Their time is pretty much up. Yep. And uh, as we're speaking, the Hawks have and Spurs have went into overtime. So uh, keep an eye out for that for the Hawks game tomorrow. See if there's anything that pops up on the injury report. Um, but the next game here, we have the Lakers at the the Kings. And the Kings are on the front end of a back-to-back. Oh, I forgot to mention both the Blazers and Bucks are on the front end of a back-to-back as well. Uh, we do have a spread for this. It is 222. The Kings are four-point home favorites. And we have an injury report of Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, Jared Dudley, LeBron James all out, and Wesley Matthews as questionable on the Lakers. And on the Kings, we have Marvin Bagley out, Hassan Whiteside as questionable. Uh, I'll jump in quick. It, the, the Lakers side of the ball, Andre Drummond came, Andre Drummond went. Uh, I do think that <laughs> Trez at 6,600 makes makes a lot of sense. Uh, he started the second half when Drummond was hurt, and he's playing pretty well. Uh, Marcus Gasol had a, a solid stretch at the end of the game when he played his handful of minutes, but we, we've seen him before, and he looks like he doesn't have too, too much left in the tank, but they'll probably have to play him here. Don't want to go to him at 5K. Uh, I, I think... Harold Schroeder and uh, Markeith Morris at 5,100 are, are the guys that I'd be looking at the most on this squad, uh, but they're all not must plays for me. How about you, man? Who's oh, priced a little too high for you? Uh, just slightly high at 7-2. Uh, not that he can't beat that price tag, but I do like some other guys that are around that price tag that we mentioned. Uh, yeah, you called it. Um, you know, it's your team, the Minneapolis Lakers. Um, you got <laughs> Schroeder. Schroeder's really been stepping it up, uh, I, so I, I think he's uh, very well worth it. And Marquise Morris, uh, out of the blue, just kind of not wanting to lose his position to THT. 
uh, I think he's worth it. Unfortunately, you can't use THT until he gets back on track. So that's all I got for the Minneapolis Lakers. All right, man. And then we're going to flip on <laughs> over <laughs> to the next, the other side of the ball. And then we have the Kings. Uh, the Kings have been playing great lately. They're on a, a hot winning streak right now, um, gelling, and they get a good matchup. Uh, the Lakers are still a pretty rock solid defense, but without some of their best defenders, can you can take some advantage here. Um, Fox makes sense at 8,900. I probably won't have much of him. I, I think I'm going to go in another direction because we have so many different options. But uh, he he makes my player pool because. He's been really good, and this is a position that you can attack on the Lakers. Um, Rashawn Holmes, I, w- I do want to play, but similar sentiment to uh, the guys in that price range. Don't know how much exposure I'll have to him, but he will be a guy in my player pool that I'll, I'll keep. Uh, Halliburton, I do really like at 6K. I think that's just a, a rock-solid price tag. The guy's been playing 30 minutes, and that's what we need. Since uh, the last two weeks, he's played 30 minutes, 30 minutes, over 30 minutes in all of them. Uh, 6K is not a bad price tag, even if he's playing more off the ball than on the ball because he's playing in the starting lineup with Fox. Still think that's a great price tag. Uh, and those are the guys that I'm mainly targeting on on this uh, King side with the rotation being uh, a lot more jam-packed and them playing their starters a boatload of minutes. Yeah, their uh, guards are really stacked. Uh, but I love uh, Rashawn Holmes at 7,500. He's one of my favorite plays of the night. Um, Fox is, uh, would be one of my favorite plays of the night. He's priced a little high, but if you can afford him, I think he's worth it. Uh, I, w- I would rather him be like 8,500, 8,200, but you'll have to spend up and hopefully he can match what he's been doing lately. And uh, you didn't mention Harrison Barnes. Are you scared off of him at 6,200? He's been playing pretty well. No, not scared off of him. I think he's he's been playing awesome too, and they're they're playing him a boatload of minutes too. He's playing more than uh, the other guys. Uh, just probably will have less exposure uh, to this game, so I, I don't know if I'll have him too much. But I won't fault people for playing him. The only other person is Delon Wright. Uh, he just got traded there from Detroit. Uh, his first two games were terrible, but his last game he scored sixteen points at three and three and two steals. So. If he continues to ramp up, he, you could possibly use him, but that's more of a risk play. So just he's someone to keep an eye out on. All right, man. <clears throat> and here we go with the last game of the night. We'll try and do this one quick as well. Uh, this is the Thunder at the Suns. We have a 220 spread, and the Suns are a whopping 12-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Darius uh, uh, Baisley. We have Lou, Lou Dort, uh, Shai Alexander. Ty Jerome, I'm trying to. I don't know why it's small print on this 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 one. It's <laughs> it's hard to see. But we have Ty Jerome and Mike Mescala. All of those guys are out on the Suns. We have Tory Craig is questionable. Abdel Nader and Frank Kaminsky as out. Uh, we'll start with the Suns side of the ball or the Thunder since they're the away team. And I mean, it's just everybody's out. Um, yeah. And it's a tough matchup. So it's you know that these guys are going to get minutes. Uh, you know that they're going to be playing a tough matchup. And I want to play Moses Brown, but he's now 7,200. I think he's still going to bring back value because the, the one spot on this team that you can target and target heavily is at DeAndre Ayton. Uh, so I don't hate going to Moses Brown, but at 7,200, it's kind of like, damn. Um, <laughs> I do think he's solid, though. I do think Roby's solid at 
6,100. I think both those guys are going to bring back value. Uh, they'll be in my player pool. And then you look at everybody else. Uh, I'm not sure I want to play. I know Maladon's going to play a lot. Svee's going to play a lot. Kendrick Williams is going to play a lot. I'd rather just play Pokemon now that he's back. Uh, it must have been a false protocol thing, or maybe the injury report is off. One of the two is going to have to give <laughs> but at, at 5K, I think, and knowing that there's really no one to challenge him or anybody for minutes, I like him the most out of those guys there. So I'll, I'll be looking at um, their pretty much their front court uh, in this matchup. Yeah, definitely keep an eye on and see if Poku is playing or not. If he's not playing, I would look at Svi uh, at 5,200. Uh, you want to say his last name for me? Uh, Mikhailuk. Hey, that's pretty good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I would look at him if Poku is out. But um, other than that, Moses, I think Moses, he's priced up, but I think he's still worth it, so it's it's fine. Um, but, yeah, Moses, uh, Isaiah Roby, Zvi. Zv or Poku, so we'll just have to see uh, before tip off on that one. Yeah, if Pokemon doesn't play, then it's just a bunch more minutes also for everybody else. Um, yeah. Jump on over to the the Sun side of the ball and a twelve point spread at home against a very they don't have many bodies. It's going to be uh, tough for me to want to spend up on like a a Booker or a Paul. I know it's Paul's old team. Um, the neither of these or the Thunder on the front end of front end of a back to back. The Suns aren't. Um, I'm just not sure I want to have much exposure. I think the one guy I I, I do like is Michael Bridges. I think he'll play even in a blowout. Um, but I I just don't really want to have much exposure here. Uh, the Booker and Paul, 86 and 79. That's higher. I'd rather go with safer options in 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 those price range. DeAndre Ayton is just weird. Um, Crowder, Sarek, I, I think I just like Michael Bridges over here. Uh, for me, I like Devin Booker at 8,600. You know, that, you would think that's kind of high or right on price point, but, like, you know, he has that still in the score in the 50s. Uh, his last game, 58 drafting points, and then 29, but the game before that, 51, then 27, but the game before that, 50. So with that 50-point potential, I think that's great to be in the 8,000s as opposed to nine and 10,000. So I'm always cool with playing Devin Booker if he has that potential. It's just whether he's going to, you know, get the minutes. And I think he will because, okay, see, even though everyone's out, they still are coached well and competitive. They're going to be trying. So I don't think, like, Booker's going to sit out the whole fourth quarter or anything. So, yeah, other than that, Booker, CP3, DeAndre Aiden, uh, Aiden is just – he just disappoints us all, and hopefully he'll – Step it up, but it's just not looking good. It's like he needs to rinse and repeat, and he'll be back next year, maybe. I like it. And we'll do these tiers really quick and then uh, throw out a message before we get out of here. And I'll just ask you really point blank quickly. Uh, 8,500 and, and up, who, who do you like in that uh, – or 8K and up, who do you like in that high tier? Oh, you keep changing it on me. 85, 8. <laughs> Anybody um, in the high tier just – which guy do you like the the most there, and why? And why? Quickly, why? And why? Um, well, I like us. We just talked about Devin Booker at eighty six hundred. I think he has that fifty point potential. Uh, so I'll go with him. All right, I like it. 
<laughs> and I'm going to go with uh, Trey Young, assuming this game might now be in double overtime, but he's only played 30 minutes right now. Uh, so I don't think he'll be tired. And against the Pelicans, especially the, the backups of the Pelicans, uh, I think that looks really good for him. So I'll, I'll be spending up for him at 9-4. I think that's solid. How about in the, the mid-K range, we'll say 75 and below? Uh, well, if you include Jaden McDaniels, if he's not too low at 4,900, uh, I like him. His production's been ramping up. His minutes, I like Rashawn Holmes, 7,500. Just one, one name. That, okay, all right, sorry. <laughs> Which ahead. one? My last one was Moses Brown, but I, I did three, so you go ahead. Get yours in there. All right, and I'm I'm going to stick in that sta- same game, and I think uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker makes a lot of sense, assuming that um, – Lonzo Ball and is is the three big guys are out. If the if two of the three guys do play, I'll probably go to Miles Turner against the the Hornets at six K. <clears throat> um, and now let's go to value. Since we do have a ten game slate, we'll say about forty five hundred and below. Uh, the only one I only have one person that low, and it's kind of sketchy. But Kara Lewis, if Lonzo Ball is out, uh, he's gonna get some production and some minutes. So. Uh, it's not going to be great, but <laughs> that's all I got for the lower tier. Who do you have? Yeah, and I think honestly think there's a lot of uh, options at each tier on this, and it's it's going to be a little tricky. But for me, I think uh, Melton. If Grayson Allen doesn't play again, uh, he should play should play more minutes in this one than he did in the last one, or or at least bring man. back better production than he did in the last one. And that's Melton where is good, but that coach, man, I don't understand him. And yeah, no, very I weird. <laughs> but he sh- and th- this is a good matchup for him. And at forty three hundred, I uh, won't kill you if he doesn't play great. But I'm hoping that Grayson Allen doesn't play to go there, and then we'll figure it out there. I think we do have a lot of different options to to go to though. <clears throat> um, yeah, all right, same man. thing for um, uh, what you call it? Uh, the, what's the young guy for the Knicks that could be out? Uh, RJ oh, RJ Barrett, Derek Rose. Yeah, if he's out, uh, Bullock is forty three hundred, so that's decent place here. Like it. And before we go, is there anything you want to say to to the fans that don't like you? I just want to say I'm a I'm a really good person. You know, I like <laughs> basketball. No, <laughs> no. Thank you for listening, and uh, good luck with your lineup. <laughs> right, guys, you heard it here, and uh, we do want to give a shout out. Next Friday, we will be doing a. Uh, DFS contest, I believe, on DraftKings. Uh, more details to come on that, so keep an eye out for that. And we are recruiting in the DFS division, so if you have any writing chops or, or podcasting or any of that stuff, if you're looking for to get into this, uh, give myself, Mike, or Dan a message on Twitter or whatnot, and we'll go from there. But thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you again tomorrow. Uh, I believe... Oh, I should be on. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe we'll both be on. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll soon. both be on again. I don't want another Will show, but uh, we might. We might. We'll see. But catch you guys again tomorrow on a an eight game slate tomorrow. Thank you again for listening, and have a great night and good luck.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.